I bet I give Mike Bilbrey nightmares sometimes when he thinks about me not doing what I'm supposed to. I'm going to give you a number this morning, if that's all right. And uh, the number is this, 1,304,648. We'll say that one more time, 1,304,648. I bet nobody in this room uh, knows what that number is. Do you? Anybody know what that number is or what that pertains to? I didn't until I looked uh, this this morning, actually, as, as I was studying, and, and just this kind of hit me at the last minute. Now, if you don't know what that number is, then surely you will recognize this name. I'm going to give you a name since I've given you a number. Has anybody in this room ever heard the name Isaac Davis? Anybody at all? Anybody heard the name Isaac Davis? If you, if you have, raise your hand. Anybody at all heard of Isaac Davis? I hadn't either. You know, tomorrow is Memorial Day, right? And, and I, got, I was curious. Uh, my brain must work different than other people's. And, and I got curious as I was studying this message earlier in the week. And I found out that Isaac Davis was believed to be the first American soldier to ever lose his life fighting for this country. That day was April the 19th of 1775. And he was fighting in the Battle of Concord, Massachusetts. And, and of course, anybody that knows what the Revolutionary War was about, if there was ever a war that was about freedom in this country, it was the Revolutionary War. Amen? And, and according to historians, according to people who probably are a lot smarter than I am, this man, Isaac Davis, was the first man to ever have a British bullet to go through his heart and die for our country. And today, you know what we do? We honor that man. Nobody's ever heard of him, right? I hadn't heard of him. And, and I'm not trying to make you feel guilty about that by any means. But that man, this morning, uh, we need to know his name. I believe he was the first man that ever took a bullet so that we could live in a free country. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to talk for just a few minutes about Memorial Day. And, and you probably thought we had forgotten about it, but, but we haven't. I, I don't know about you, but, but I'm proud to live where I live. You know, I, I'm glad, as some people would disagree with this, that, that I'm proud to be an American. You know, this morning when I drove in to the church, I did not have to drive through any, any uh, military roadblocks to get here. You know, I drove on nice paved roads, and, and I didn't really worry about a suicide bomber too much blowing our building up in church this morning. I mean, there's always that possibility, don't get me wrong, but people, we live in the best country in the world. We live in a very pampered place. We're pampered people. We're very blessed people, and, and it, was, it was made possible by people like Isaac Davis. That number, 1,304,648, that's how many Americans have supposedly died in battle for our nation. 1,300,000 lives have been taken to defend our freedom. Now I'll say this, was it always for the best causes? It may not have been. 
Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not preaching political stances this morning. I'm not talking about politics, but I'm talking about people who were willing to give their life so that you and I could sit here this morning. I believe that they are worthy of honor, don't you? You know, and, and I continue to look it up, and, and I'll just give you these names, just, just a few names. You have Isaac Davis, who was the first person to die in the Revolutionary War. And then you had a man named Elmer Ellsworth. He died in the Civil War, the first person to ever die in the Civil War. Then you had Joseph Guyton, who was the first soldier to ever die in World War I. And then you had Robert Losey, who was the first soldier to die in World War II. Followed by Kenneth Shadrick in the Korean War. Richard Fitzgibbon Jr. in the Vietnam War. Johnny Spann was in Operation Enduring Freedom Afghanistan in the year 2001. And then Theral Childers in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Those were the first soldiers to die in what we would consider major conflicts in our nation. I didn't know any of those names, did you? But I am certainly glad that they did what they did. I am certainly glad that they were willing to do that and, and so that, that we, can, we can live in, in a mostly peaceful country. I realize things are getting out of hand. I realize that things are not going the best in our country, but we're still very blessed to be where we are. I want to say this, and, and, and he probably won't mind that I mention it, but Brother, brother Rick Emmel, I, I don't know where he's at. He may be upstairs with Danny right now. He's a, he's a very proud veteran of our country. Very proud veteran. And, and this morning, I walked by him, and I heard him say this. He said these, something to this nature. He said, you know, these, these men didn't sacrifice their lives so that you could have a day off and barbecue. And I say amen to that. You know, I'm glad that, that we get a day off, but people laid down their lives. And today, you know what we do? We remember them, or tomorrow we remember them. And we never need to forget that. We never need to forget that, that we live in a free country. I'm glad of that. We don't live under a king. We don't live under a dictator. We, don't live, we live in, in a wonderful place. I know, again, things are not going well, but we're still so very blessed. 1,300,000 boys and girls, men and women, assured us of that this morning when we got out of bed. And I say thank you. Not, uh, you know, and, and can't say thank you to them because obviously Memorial Day is about the ones that lost their lives. But I say thank you to their families. And, and so uh, let's honor them this morning. I appreciate that. And you know we talk about that and we talk about our freedom. And, and you know when, when a soldier comes back, generally something that we say is this, they paid the ultimate price. You ever heard that, that phrase? You know, I've heard this said about the military that, that, that some, or that all in the military gave some, but some gave all. They gave all that they had. And I want to tell you, I'm leading into a message this morning. I'm not just, just preaching on Memorial Day, that, but I want to tell you this morning about somebody that paid a price as well. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles this morning, if you will, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 and, and verse number 20. We're just going to read one verse this morning. And if you would stand to honor the reading of God's Word for just a moment and then we'll pray and get into the Word. 
1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul is writing. And he says this, if you're there, please say amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. The Bible says this, he says, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And Lord, we come to you once again in prayer this morning. And God, I just pray that you would have your way in this service. God, I just pray that you would have your way as, as I try to preach your word. And God, I just, I just thank you, Lord, for where I live. God, I praise you this morning that I am living in the United States. And God, I thank you for people that were willing to lay down their lives. And God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. And Lord, as I preach this morning about your beloved Son, God, I just pray that you would use it to your glory. And Lord, that you would be glorified through all that is done this morning. Lord, that the focus would not be on me. It would not be on anybody in this building. But God, that the glory would be on you and your Son. And God, I just pray that that you would touch lives this morning. Lord, that you would speak to people. And that not only would you speak to them, but that God, people would listen and people would be attentive to your word and what it has to say to them in particular this morning. And God, we praise you. And Lord, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As I said, there was, there was a million and three hundred thousand of them that died. You know, as I think about that, it, it blows my mind. And, and I don't know the average age. I probably should have looked this up. But you know, most of those people that died were probably under the age of 25. You ever thought about that? Hadn't even started their lives. Hadn't even really gotten into their, their, the, the swing of things, if you will. But yet they were willing to do what they did. But let me tell you something else. As we read here in the book of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, and and I'm not going to give a whole lot of background, I'm just going to preach on this one verse. But he said this, he said, Ye are bought with a price. And as I said about Mr. Isaac Davis, you know, our freedom was bought with a price. He paid the very best price that he could. He gave his life in 1775, and he didn't know you. Did you know that? And you didn't know him, but yet he was still willing to do that. And so I think about that, and I think about the price for our freedom, but then I think about the ultimate price that was paid so that we don't have to go to hell this morning. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad that Jesus paid the ultimate price so that we could be free? Did you know this morning that we're not just physically free in the United States, but if we're saved that we are also spiritually free this morning? That we are set free from sin? That we are set free from Satan's strongholds and his bondage that he keeps so many people in? We are free from that this morning if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. But as the old saying goes, really nothing in the world is free, is it? Nothing. I like free stuff, don't you? You know, some people, they'll take advantage of every free thing they can get. I'll tell you what I've seen some people do, just to add a little humor into the sermon this morning. How many of you used to go to Sam's Club before the pandemic hit? Yeah, some of y'all are knowing what I'm talking about. And they would go grocery shopping, and on the way through, they would try to eat their lunch with little hors d'oeuvres one at a time. Because it was free, right? We like free stuff. 
But you know, as simple as it sounds, those little, those little crackers and little hot dogs or whatever they give you at Sam's, that costs somebody something. It may have cost the Walton family a little bit. Not that they, you know, they, they can spare it, I think. But nothing really in this world is free except one thing, and that's salvation. The only free thing that has ever been. But it's free to us. But it did cost somebody something. And I'm going to talk about just a few things this morning very quickly. Talk about the price that was paid for us. I think about how severe the sacrifice was for Jesus Christ for our freedom. I want you to understand the sacrifice that He made. I want, I want, to, I want to give you a little example that, that hit me. That, that Brother David Crow, I had never thought about this. But how many of you, and, and you don't have to raise your hand, just think about this to yourself, how many of you would be willing to sign up to join the military? Okay, some of you did serve, but how many of you would sign up if you knew that the only person that you were going to go to a foreign country and die for their freedom was, let's just say, uh, Adolf Hitler? How many of you would get in line to do that? Or some other person of ill, uh, of Ill reputation, some, some of the worst people. Would anybody just say, you know what, I'll be willing to sign up and go to a foreign country so that I can die for that one person so that they can continue to live. Nobody in their right mind would do that, would they? Pablo, you were in the military. Would you do that for Adolf Hitler? It'd be hard, wouldn't it? be absolutely hard. It'd be, and no, nobody really in their right mind would be willing to do that. And so something Brother David Crow said that really stuck with me is you think about, we think about, we're, we think at least in our minds that we're good folks, right? And we compare ourselves and you think, well, morally, you know, I'm up here. And, and let's say Adolf Hitler or, or Stalin or, or Bin Laden or somebody, you know, they're down here. They killed a lot of people. They, they did a lot of awful things. They did a lot of atrocities to humanity and things that were terrible. And so we, we place ourselves up here and think, well, you know what? They deserve to die and, and they, they deserve what they get. And I thought about the gap between us and them. It's pretty big, right? At least morally it should be the gap between you and Adolf Hitler. Can you say amen to that? But David said something. He said, think about the gap between us and God. About how much higher Jesus Christ is, still is, and was than we are and we have ever been. Think about that. What he had to do to be willing to do that. He had to give up heaven. He had to leave heaven to come and die for us. You know, when the soldiers, when they take off, I'm thankful that since the Civil War that we've not had any, you know, wars fought on our, on our home turf. Now, I understand the, 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 the terrorist attacks, I get that, but there's never been a physical war fought on our turf. But from what I understand, it's a very hard thing when a soldier has to leave home and leave what he knows and leave his family to go somewhere he's never been and do something he's never done for people he don't know. Think about that. It wouldn't be a very good experience, I don't think. Maybe some people love it, but it just don't sound like a good time to me. And I want you to understand that Jesus, 
who has always been. Can you say amen? Jesus didn't just appear in the manger and then that's when Jesus came on the scene. Jesus has been with God the Father, we know at least since creation because he said let us create man in our own image so we know that Jesus was with God and God said that you are going to leave and go to earth. Could you imagine the difference that, that he had to take on? Could you imagine what he had to feel in order to come down to earth? And you know, if, if a soldier dies in somebody's place, I don't know how to say this right, but they, they don't really take that person's place. But Jesus literally took the punishment for you. Jesus put off royalty. Jesus put off heaven for, for 33 years so that he could come and, and know no sin his entire life just to do something that, that was so below him and that's take on the sin of the entire world. I can't imagine the sacrifice that that would have been. Can you? I mean, I couldn't have done it, obviously, but Jesus is the only one that could have fulfilled that. And so I think about the sacrifice that he had. And then I think about the supremacy and how supreme that sacrifice was that He did, that He gave. Did you know that He was the only one qualified to ever make that sacrifice? That nobody else that has ever lived could be, was, would ever be qualified to die if in your place except the Lord Jesus Christ. I think about it and, and it just... It just blows my mind. You know, really, here's a scenario I played out in my mind thinking about Memorial Day. Uh, back, in, back in 2000, how old am I? Man, I'm 34. So it's when I was 19. I was, I, I was talking to a recruiter about joining the Army. So let me just put it this way, that I could have, in theory, joined the Army, okay? Stay with me or the Marine Corps or some... some some branch of the military, and I could have went through basic training, boot camp, and then I could have been shipped over to a foreign country, and that would have taken the place of a soldier that died. Could have, right? You understand that scenario? I could have been shipped over there, and somebody that died in war could not have died, and you know what? I would have taken their place. Right? Does, does everybody understand that idea, what I'm, what I'm trying to articulate here? I don't know that I'm doing a very good job of it, but I literally could have taken one person's place and died in their place. But understand this, that Jesus Christ had to take everybody's place. It wasn't just for me. It wasn't just for you, Sister Vivian. It wasn't for just one individual. He had to take the place of every single person person that has ever lived he took not not just not just the place of the people in this church or the people in the united states but every single individual that has ever lived on earth jesus died for their sin and that made it the supreme sacrifice you know we can we can sacrifice things we can even give our lives we can give that sacrifice but it only does a little I'm not trying to belittle anybody that's died in service of our country. Don't get me wrong. Don't take that the wrong way. But, but you know, if you die for one person, then you've only died for that person. Maybe a soldier dies, you know, maybe jumping on a grenade. I've heard of scenarios where a, a soldier would jump on a grenade and save his platoon. You've heard those stories. And maybe he was able to take the place of ten men. 
But Jesus literally took the place of the billions of people that have lived. The seven billion people that are on this earth right now, He took their place. The people that have lived previous to, to the seven billion that are here, He took their place. Anybody that is born before Jesus comes back, guess what? He already took their place and He already took their sins. What a supreme sacrifice. Would you say amen to that? What a price that was paid. What a price that was paid. And, and I think about... Uh, all the wonderful things. But I think about the supremacy of it. And then lastly, and, and this is my third point, y'all thinking, man, this is going to be over quick. Just hold your horses, okay? I think about the sufficiency of His sacrifice. I think about how it was, it, it was the one and only sacrifice it was supreme, but it was also sufficient. It gave us everything that we ever needed. You know, if that soldier dies for you, it may help you out for just a little while, right? That, that soldier jumps on that grenade and, and he, he helps those ten men. They're in danger later, wouldn't you think so? I mean, if they're still in the war zone, there's still danger down the road. But when Jesus died for us, that was sufficient for everything that we will ever face. How could we not just stop and say, Thank you, Lord, for your sufficient sacrifice. For the sufficiency of it and how great it is and how, how it could take the sin of every single person. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. Can you wrap your mind around that? Has anybody got a brain that big here this morning? I don't think you do. To wrap your mind around the supreme sacrifice. I think about Isaac Davis and there was, besides him, 1,304,647 others, plus him, that makes 48, that have given their lives. And I want you to understand this, that even though those, those 1.3 million men and women have given their lives, guess what? Get this, there's still war. There's still more people that will probably have to continue to give their lives if time goes on. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with that? There's probably soldiers in the military right now that, that could be you know, facing death even right now. We don't know. That number probably goes up every once in a while. It, it continues to grow. But the sacrifice that Jesus made was one and done. No more sacrifice needed after that. And so I, I, I want to say this about the, the, uh, the, 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 the sufficiency of His sacrifice, that when, when He takes our sins away, that it's done, it's taken care of. But yet, see, what we continue to try to do is we continue to try to a lot of times take our own sin away. We, we try to, to do things and, and we try to, to live as good as we can. And I'm not against sanctification, amen? But nothing you will ever do, no sacrifice you can ever make will take the place of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for your sin. Let me say this, if you're lost here this morning, you can be living a really good life and still die and go to hell. 
You can be a good moral person and go to hell. You believe that? I believe it this morning. Because it's not about how good you can be. It's not about the sacrifices you can make. It's not about you know you sacrificing your time to read the Bible and, and do these things. It's not about what you can do and how right you can live. It's about Jesus Christ and His sacrifice. We have the Memorial Day. And, and you know what Memorial means? I looked it up. It means it is designed to preserve the memory of a person. Memorial Day is, is tomorrow so that we will not forget the sacrifice that was made for our soldiers. And if we forget that, I think we're going to be in bad shape. And I think, now I'll just throw this out there and, and this is free. I think the reason that our country's in the shape is in is because some people are forgetting about the sacrifices that were made for them. And to take it a step further, I think that our churches are like they are because some people have forgotten about what Jesus did on the cross. They have forgotten about the sufficiency of His sacrifice and about all that He did for them and we've forgotten about it and we've gotten so far away from it and we need to, to always keep that in mind. We need to have a memorial for Him every day in our life, don't we? We never need to forget what Jesus Christ has done for us. We never need to, to forget about thanking Him. You know, on your very worst day, everybody in here, I'm looking around, and it looks like most people have got it pretty good, right? I mean, you may have some pain. You may have some things going on in your life that are not going so well. But most of us are doing okay. But even on your very worst day, if, if, if the, the rug got pulled out from under you and you lost all your money, all your worldly possessions, and your family was taken away, and you're a Christian, guess what? You still have His sacrifice for your sins. And I say thank you, Lord, for that price that was paid that didn't cost me anything. That, you know, I, I, can't, I couldn't afford to pay for the grace of God because it would be far more than I could afford. I think about this, that, that sometimes I've heard stories about our government and uh, sometimes to avoid conflicts, they'll, they'll kind of pay people off. You ever heard of that? You ever heard of our government doing that? I've read some stories about it. And, and, you know, in, in, in order to keep everybody happy, they'll write them a trillion-dollar check because, you know, we need to do that with our economy. Amen? Everybody's mad at me now, right? It's okay. Calm down. But, you know, there, there's no amount of money. We couldn't give a trillion dollars for the grace of God. And yet it was absolutely free. I can't fathom that. All the wonderful things that He does for me and, and all the wonderful things that's come out of Him dying on the cross. We are able to sit in here in this place this morning as believers. I love coming to church, don't you? And you know why you're here this morning? Because we all, for the most part, have the common belief that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and that He rose again the third day and that He's coming back. We can say amen to that. That is even why we're here this morning. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ, not just for our salvation, but for our fellowship. We can come together in His name. Don't ever, ever forget the price that He paid for you. It was not cheap. Salvation it was not cheap. Even though it's free to us, it cost Jesus everything. He had to take on sin 
your sin, my sin. I think about some of the awful things that I have done in my life. You ever done anything awful in your life? Yeah, you're thinking about it right now. And you ought to get embarrassed, amen? Honestly, you should. I think you ought to be embarrassed the awful things that you've done. And the perfect Son of God took that very sin to His cross and died for it. But I tell you, there's no big sins and little sins. It's sin. Amen? And He took every single one of them. Do not forget that. Don't forget what Jesus has done for us and will continue to do for us. I know this has been a, a sort of a strange message this morning, but, but I pray, you know, think about that tomorrow, even on Memorial Day. You know, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be at my sister-in-law's house, and we're going to have something to eat. You going to have hamburgers for me? That's good. I'm on a low-fat diet, so let's have chicken. But anyways, I'm going to go to her house, and I'm going to get my hamburger, and I'm going to be thinking about that. And, and if I'm not careful, I'm going to forget about all the sacrifices that were made just so I could be there. Just so I could stand there by, by men and women, but not only by them, but by the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we can't do anything without Him. It's not just a spiritual thing. It's, it, it, in Him we live and move and have our being. And it, our life is about Him in its entirety and what He did for us. And I just want to raise my hand this morning and say, Thank you, Jesus. I wish there was a better, more articulate way to say it, but I, I don't know any other way than to say thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, God, for being willing to give your son to an awful bunch of people that did not deserve that sacrifice. Some people, soldiers may think they're worth dying for, but I tell you what, I know that I wasn't worth dying for, but Jesus died for me anyways even when I didn't deserve it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, we thank you. And, and Lord, I wish there was a, another word to say that. I wish there was something better. But Lord, I worship you this morning in the light of your saving grace that came to me through Calvary. And Lord, I will never be able to repay you. Lord, I will never be able to do in my, enough in my life to say thank you, but you don't ask for that. All you ask me to do is just live for you and, and accept you as my Savior. And Lord, I have done that. And God, I just pray this morning that if anybody's lost in this room, Lord, that you would just deal with them. And God, that you would just convict them. And Lord, that they would be able to see the sacrifice that was made. And God, I just pray that they would understand that it was a supreme sacrifice, that you gave the very best that you had, and that was your son for their sins. Lord, I don't understand how anybody could neglect that. I don't understand how anybody can bypass that and try to live their life without your son. But so many people do. God, I pray that you would help us to remember and Lord, to memorialize you and never forget your sacrifice. 
And God, I just pray that, that somebody, if, if they would were dealt with this morning through the Word of God, not by my message, but God, through Your Word, Lord, I just pray that they would be willing to come and, Lord, ask for Your forgiveness or, or ask for Your touch or whatever it may be, God. I just pray that You would, would help where help is needed and heal where healing is needed. And God, save where saving is needed this morning. And God, we will glorify You and lift You up because You are the only one worthy. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand.